Welcome to the Ask God 365 podcast. Having a hard time understanding God? At Ask God 365, expect answers from God's Word to life's difficult questions. This weekly podcast, hosted by Dr. Reiner Kramer and guests, will discuss tough questions. Questions like, who created God? Why do children suffer? If God is good, why did He not destroy evil? Do animals go to heaven? What are the two things God cannot do? Is the Bible true? And much, much more. Listen, learn, grow together. Taste the goodness, greatness, and matchless love of God. Join us on this podcast journey to the infinite. Ask God 365. Answers to life's difficult questions. AskGod365.com. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. There are three additional crucial questions to ask God every day. Do your prayers feel repetitive and dry? Does your relationship with God feel distant and cold? Perhaps it is because you and I haven't been asking God the right questions as we pray. God does not show favoritism. He answered people such as Moses, King Solomon, Hannah, Hagar, David, Paul, the disciples. He will answer you also. Here are some questions that will change the way we walk with God. In Romans 2.11, God does not show favoritism. The Bible encourages us to ask God. There are, however, right and wrong ways to do so. In Luke 11, 9 through 10, it says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So before you go to the highest authority in the universe, first we need to keep in mind that it is God who decides whether he responds to us or not. Just because we can ask anything of him, it doesn't mean he must answer us. God's word shows us that he will not respond to our prayers if we ask with doubt and unbelief. James 1, 6 through 8 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. We must ask in faith. Additionally, if there are selfish or self-centered motives, in James 4.3, it says, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Also, not taking God's word seriously to heart. This is serious business. Coming before the throne of the infinite we need to take God's word seriously. In John 15, 7 through 8, it says, But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, 
You are my true disciples, and this brings great glory to my Father. Lastly, a refusal to obey his his instructions. In Proverbs 28.9, if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. Unrepented sin in our hearts in Psalm 66.18 says, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Our prayers don't have to be long or convoluted. Neither should they sound like a grocery list of needs. God is not a vending machine. He's not a grocery store. God knows what we need before we even ask of him. God is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. God does hear all our prayers, and he's fully capable of answering our calls for help. And he keeps his promise and is faithful even when we are faithless. Asking God for anything is a way of getting to know him and his will better. It is meant to be a two-way conversation with your dearest friend. In Matthew 6, 8, it says, Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And in Isaiah 59, 1, it says, Listen. The Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear your call. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And in 2 Timothy 2, 13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. God may respond in different ways. We can talk with God in any moment in our day and he will respond. We simply need to be open to whichever way God chooses to do so and when. In Psalms 25, 8 through 10, the Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his demands. For example, God may choose to alter our circumstances and bring people to speak to us, or he may talk directly back to us himself, either as a soft voice in our spirits and visions, or even our sleep. And most commonly, through the word of God. God answered when Solomon asked for wisdom. God sent rain in response to Elijah's prayer, and Jesus healed a centurion servant in response to his plea. God sent Moses in response to the people's cry for deliverance from Egypt, and God sent the angel Gabriel to respond to Daniel's questions. God sent Ananias to pray for Paul, God appeared to and spoke with Abraham, Ezekiel, Stephen, and Paul in visions. God spoke to Abimelech, Laban, and Jacob, and directly in their dreams. There are just a handful of examples, and but there are numerous examples in the Bible of how God responds to our prayers. Just be mindful that God does respond to your prayers. Most importantly, first ask for the Holy Spirit 
As mere human beings, we don't always know what God wants us to pray for. We need him to show us the way. The Bible shows us that it is the Holy Spirit who will keep us in harmony with God's will. Romans 8, 26 through 29 says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us, believers, in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Friend, to receive the Holy Spirit, we first need to turn away from our sinful nature and place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and ask him to become our Lord and Savior. Be water baptized through immersion and ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 11:13, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? Once we have been filled with the Holy Spirit, we can practice asking him questions every day. The Holy Spirit is our advocate who will teach us everything we need to know. In John 14:26, God's word says, but when the Father sends the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So let's daily practice asking God these questions. And we can ask these questions through the Holy Spirit every day. The first is, Is there anything in my heart that grieves or offends you? An unrepentant, sinful attitude separates us from God so that he will not listen to our prayers or respond. God will consider our attitudes and will respond to those who seek him with all of their hearts. He is not swayed by our words, nor can he be bribed. In Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or his ear dull, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Deuteronomy 10.17, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. You know, humanly speaking, we do not have the ability to judge if our hearts are not right before God. We all have a tendency to rationalize our own sinful intentions and brush aside 
uncomfortable truths. We need a reality check. We need the Holy Spirit's help to search our hearts and show us if we harbor anything that grieves or angers God so that we can repent and be made right before God. In Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, the Bible says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his deeds. In Psalms 139, 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let us, dear friend, first clear the slate and clear the air by humbling ourselves before God and ask if and how we have grieved, offended, or outraged him. We need clarity. We need understanding. We need to understand that we need to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. The Lord will hear our prayers. Conversely, God does not listen and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. John 9, 31, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Therefore, the first question we ought to ask is, is there anything in my heart that grieves or offends the God of the universe, the God of the infinite? The second question to ask is, what is your will, O Heavenly Father? Too many times we go to God with our own agenda. Our desires, fears, and worldly concerns take the center stage. We're overwhelmed with the news that we hear on a daily basis. And there's a very real temptation to ask God only for what we apparently need or want, and not what he wants for us. As a good and perfect father, God will graciously listen to whatever is on your mind and in your heart. God loves his children. He wants to comfort us and counsels us on the best way forward. At the same time, we need to be careful not to allow the things of the world to overshadow God's ultimate will for us. We are warned that the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Therefore, we need to choose not to be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. In 1 John 2.17, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Ephesians 5.15-17, through 17, look carefully then on how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It is those who ask God according to his will who will have their prayers answered. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, 
he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of them. Therefore, let us next ask, what are my plans according to your will? Are my plans according to your will? It takes practice to learn how to discern his will. For one, it requires a sound understanding of God's word. And that is the purpose of Ask God 365, to dig deeper into the tough questions so that we may be aware of what he has already made known to us. We gain this by studying the Bible for ourselves. Secondly, it requires us to take time to still our hearts so that we can listen to the Holy Spirit clearly. It might also help to begin this journey by asking God questions that lead to yes or no answers. It's much easier to perceive a simple yes or no versus hearing him explain a full-blown plan. And if we're unsure whether we have received his instructions correctly, we should not be afraid to ask God to reconfirm. We see that men of faith, such as Moses in Exodus 3, 11 through chapter 4, verse 14, and Gideon in Judges 6, 33 through 40, did not hesitate to ask God for his assurances. This, however, is different from testing God or procrastinating, obeying him. Humbly asking God for confirmation comes out of reverence for his will. Be mindful that when you kneel and pray, you are going to the throne of the infinite. Matthew 21, 8, 28 through 31 says, what do you think? A man had two sons and he went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I won't go. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. It is not unusual for our fleshly nature to struggle to obey God's will at times. Thankfully, we can ask the Holy Spirit for help so that we may receive the wisdom and power to put to death the deeds of our sinful nature. Remember, we are carnal, sold under sin. In Romans 8, 11 through 13, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature and will live. Here's some questions we can ask the Holy Spirit. If we struggle with fear to trust God, Holy Spirit, where is my fear from? Which area of my heart has yet to be renewed in Christ? What do I need to confess, heal from, or learn to overcome so that I may be strengthened to stay loyal to your will? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love, and self-control. If we suffer from pain and persecution, Holy Spirit, how do I need to renew my mind about my current situation 
so that I can endure. Please help me to stand firm and stay loyal to your will. Hebrews 10.36 Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. And if we feel ill-equipped to fulfill his will, Holy Spirit, please show me what I need to be equipped with and lead me on the way forward. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought you up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. We can be confident that God will answer such questions as we seek to honor his will. 1 John 5.14 says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And the third question, can you please give me the wisdom I need for today? To ensure that we do not veer off the path that God has laid out for us, we need his guidance on a daily basis. A small deviation of just five degrees at first can lead us completely off track eventually. This is why we need the Lord Jesus to establish our steps, because the path to eternity with God is a narrow one. Psalms 37:23 The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in the Lord's way. Matthew 7:13 and 14 Enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Praise God that he invites us to tap into his ultimate wisdom for the best way forward. He will instruct us and teach us in the way we should go and surround us with his steadfast love when we trust and follow him. In James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Psalms 32.8-10, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts the Lord. Therefore, let us remember to ask, will you please, Lord, give me wisdom I need for today and lead all my steps according to your will? Romans 12.1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. As we work and as we walk with God this way, we will find that the Holy Spirit will inspire our hearts and minds as he leads us on God's chosen path for you and me. And he teaches us spiritual truths, protects us from danger, convicts us of our sins, and comforts us when we need reassurance. He will ensure 
that we remain in God for the rest of our lives. In 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For those only who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. And in John 16, 8, And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. And John 15, 5 through 7, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. May we come to a place where we trust God, trust him by asking him for direction each day, each moment of our lives. At Ask God 365, we indeed want answers to life's difficult questions, but let us be mindful that the Lord wants us to have an exuberant, healthy love relationship with Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the unctions of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. I trust that this podcast has been a blessing. Heavenly Father, we come to you through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray for your Spirit to work in us and through us. Might we value the example that you have said through your word, and also the example that you have shown, your selfless love. May we be mindful of your great plan to restore relationship between God and man. And we ask that you give us a heart that is thinking, that wishes to come to a greater knowledge of the truth in a world that is confused. In the merits of Jesus, we plead these things. Amen. Thank you for being a part of the Ask God 365 podcast community. We value you and appreciate greatly the time you spent with us today. Please share your comments and questions at askgod365.com. Listen, learn, grow together. Ask God 365. Answers to life's difficult questions.